episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Winning season continues at MyBookie.ag, and now they're offering a free $20 bet with promo code SGP20. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP20, to get a free $20 bet with your first deposit. And we're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to 50 bucks. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. And we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is a leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to stat your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com dot com slash s g p all right welcome back to the golf gambling podcast this is boston cap uh with the god of golf himself steve sherman What's up, baby? You ready for this week? Good field. I am. It's a very good field. We got a lot of uh, big stars coming. Although we had one big fish, unfortunately, pull out uh, right at the buzzer there. That uh, I, I I don't know about you, but I had to redo a lot of lineups. I had yeah. to rewrite the column this week. I mean, I was going to be big on DJ and just and then and then Finau too. You saw Finau's out now too, right? I know that's too bad. I mean, <laughs> that's, it's, that's two of them. I was all ready to jump back on uh, top five Tony man. Like no yeah. cut. Like come on. Like oh god, hey, DJ too. Let's go. Let's build for him. Everybody's already talking. He had the course record hanging in the bathroom somewhere or something like that. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, so I had to go do and, uh, and, and rebuild a couple. I don't, I don't do most of my builds until uh, late Wednesday. So it wasn't too bad, but I definitely had to, to, to go in there and change it up. But Hey man, this last weekend was really good, man. I had a good sweat. Um, we should have done a little better, but uh, you know, it did the, the hand build 20 lineups throw in that terrible payout structure that DK has in the, uh, in the, in the, in the 20 entries. But I wish they would just make it like 10, uh, 25 bucks, something like that to do the 20. Like don't make it three bucks, like make it worth it. You know, I'm not dumping $1,500 into the hundred K resurgence, but you know, if you make it, you know, 25 bucks for a 20 entry max, I'm definitely in and the payout's going to be a lot more. And I know there's a ton of guys like me out there that would do that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what were you, so you finished, what'd you want to finish in that contest? Like 12 like thir- or something? Yeah. Yeah. 13th, 13th. I think. Yeah. I think and, and what, and what'd you have in getting? Uh, so uh, it was like 400 bucks, <laughs> you know what I mean? So whatever, like, like for a $3 entry or whatever, you know, I mean, I get it, but at the same point you're playing against 20,000 people. <laughs> yeah. So I think, so I actually did the math. I pay, I think you were in like the point Oh six, like, or no, you're in the like 99th point four percentile. Yeah. So well, I, I had, I had him, I had, I had the, I had the, I had the 13th and I had a 19th too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so oh, <laughs> listen, listen, you made good. You made out pretty well. I wouldn't complain too, nah, too I'm much. Not, I'm, not, I'm not complaining too much. You, know. you made out much better than I did. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, uh, that was it. That was a bad weekend of uh, betting for me. Uh, I mean, I, I typically go big on some matchups and some uh, top 20 props. I tend to, you know, scatter the board. Top 20s did not go well. Uh, matchups were just a little bit. Okay. Uh, and then I decided to follow you in the playoff. Cause like, you know what? I can't be running. I've been running so bad. Matthew Wolf, why don't we go do it? And then that scrub Martin Laird, which by the way, kudos to our DFS writer, uh, Matt Tussick. He said, Matt, he had Martin Laird in the column this week and, nice. uh, that worked out pretty well for him. So, uh, kudos to him, but 
you know, I mean, Martin Laird, just, <laughs> he, it, you got, you know, sometimes they play like us guys. I mean, that was, oh my God, he dude. was leaking oil. Shank, shanking it right. Every time I was like, Oh my God. And, and listen, give him props, man. That, that par on 17 was insane. Like, I mean, that is some shots that I normally look at. Like I'm usually over there, you know, shooting underneath some trees, trying to get onto the green. My ball doesn't do that. My ball ends up in the water uh, on the other side of the green. But this dude, and then drain that pot was like, it was like a thirty foot pot for pot. Like, oh god, like, yeah. Hey, let's, you got to give him credit, and he made the pot when it counted uh, in the second playoff hole. But I really thought just because of the pedigree of of Wolf and how he had been playing, like I thought he was going to end up taking it. But yeah, whatever. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, he, he didn't peak too early. You know, I mean, he's uh, about 22 to one this week. He's one of the favorites. So maybe he can uh, use that as motivation to finally win another one here. Yeah. I hope so, man. The way, especially uh, we'll, we'll get into a little later, but obviously no cut scoring really matters. And the way he was just destroying those par fives this weekend. I mean, it was insane. Uh, so, so big scoring opportunities for him. Um, and as far as our, uh, our, our bet, that was our, our pillow fight. That shit was garbage. Like, like you're, you're, I, I, guys, I am two and zero <laughs> in the uh, Cap versus uh, Steve Shermer uh, charity uh, by one stroke. by one stroke. Because what? I'll Maury, take it. Maury, Maury was what? Uh, he he ended up on on six, right? Yeah, he. Yeah. I mean, they both missed the cut. Right. But right. Uh, I mean, what what's funny is so Hideki actually had an awesome putting week. I mean, this is one of the best putting weeks he's had in a while and he was awful with his ball strike. Like, what, what's going on? Oh, there? No, man. I was, then, I was more- so impressed watching it though. Cause I had a bunch of exposure to him uh, in DFS. Like uh, I was probably like 60. And then of course we do this show on Tuesday and we start arguing. So I'm going to really dig my feet in and I was, I'm going to really leverage them. That's it. I'm going to go all in on Hideki, but yeah, whatever. I got yeah. a couple of six sixes through, so it worked. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, I mean, Morikawa actually had the typical Morikawa week. His ball striking was awesome. He was terrible putting, but you know, I mean, this is going to be a little more demanding ball striking golf course that we're going to get this week. So maybe that would be a good fit for him. Yeah. Well, I, I want to touch on that a little bit. I want to ask you a question once we once we started uh, banging through that. But uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, Bryson looked like he was going to run away with it early in the week. Obviously he did not. Um, I mean, you take, I mean, what are the big takeaways from this weekend? I mean, there's some guys who popped, some guys are still steady. Uh, and I don't give a shit. What can't lay score was he still sucks. Uh, the fact that that's his like favorite golf course and he can go out and do that there. I don't think he can do it anywhere else right now. Like, I mean, his Sunday was, I, I looked at the <laughs> I looked, I was like, he's plus four through six or whatever it was. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like anytime you're shooting over, I mean, they did get a little bit of wind on Sunday afternoon, but like if yeah. you're shooting over par in that golf course, that that's, that's just dreadful. Yeah. Like I, th- I think the average score like all week was like minus four. Like it just, it's such an easy golf course, but yeah, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway was listen, two guys that I didn't like last or all that much last week was DeShambo. It's not that I didn't like him. I just thought that he didn't have as much of an advantage in this golf course. And that kind of ended up playing true. Like, I mean, it turned to a putting contest yep. and he had a pretty bad Saturday. Just, you know, it was, I, I didn't watch the coverage on Saturday, but I saw he had a pretty disastrous front nine. Uh, overall though, I mean, his ball striking was great. He gained eight strokes uh, off the team with his pro shots, but he didn't putt well. And in a you know tournament where birdies are king, you're not putting well, you're not going to win. So, I mean, I, I think he's fine. Like this is the last time we're going to see him before the masters. Uh, there's all this talk that he's going to add more weight. I think he wants to tip 245 on the scales. And he's like adding like another two inches to his driver or something like that. Yeah. I mean, assuming Augusta national is going to let him do that. I mean, who knows? They could probably put their thumb in the scale and say, Hey, listen, you're going <laughs> to 
you're, you're going to use a regulation you know, driver, but uh, no, I mean, and I, I talk about this in the Slack channel, like as far as like all he's going to do basically is just try and perfect the driver for all these holes. And there are so many tee shots at Augusta national where he can cut corners. Yeah. He can reach areas that people don't normally reach for flatter rides. Cause I mean, one of the biggest challenges about Augusta national is you never have a flat lie, but he can reach certain areas where he can have a flatter line to greens. He can have a shorter distance in like, I think Jordan Smith was saying that on nine, where Bryson's tee shot's going to be is going to be by the scoreboard near 18, and he's going to have a little flip wedge up the t- up the hill there. So, I mean, it. I mean, if if he brings his A game that week, it's going to be it's going to be a bloodbath. And you and and so uh, shout out to the Slack channel. You put a nice breakdown of what Bryce can do hole by hole. So make sure to get in that uh, the Slack channel, scroll up uh, and find it through all the messages, but hold my whole breakdown of where, where Bryson can crush the fucking field. I mean, uh, the, the research you do, bro, I I really do appreciate it. Uh, (laughs) um, All right. So we're going to, uh, to millionaires row where everybody gambles out in Vegas, ultra exclusive. The only thing we ever saw on this thing was the match uh, between Tiger and Phil, uh, which was spotty, uh, shitty coverage. Anyway, uh, I remember I was down in uh, Orlando uh, with my buddy Tommy and our families. It was like Thanksgiving weekend, and we, we tried to download it. it wouldn't work, and like we, we were like, well, "God damn it! Like, what's happening?" And so I remember nothing about the course. Uh, anything I've read this week um, has been kind of like insider stuff and just whatever. So like, I've never played it, never seen it. Um, Apparently it's a super nice course. Like, uh, it was a really, really nice course. Uh, kind of long altitude kind of shortens it up a little bit. Why don't you give it a breakdown for us, man? Yeah. So first of all, I'm going to preface this that in my neck of the woods, there is a golf course, very popular one called shadow Lake. So if I accidentally call this shadow Lake during the podcast, just don't worry (laughs) about it. It's just, it's just, you know, just the top of the mind. But anyway, so shadow Creek. So Steve Wynn, you know, the popular casino mogul, he wanted to develop the it golf course in Las Vegas. So in 1990, he heard Tom Fazio, you know, he's a very legendary golf architect, designed a lot of golf courses around the country. He came into basically, and basically they spared no expense. And this property that they picked was this desert flat, boring, sandy waste area north of the city. And Tom Fazio just dug his claws and moved a bunch of earth plant a bunch of trees that aren't native to the area and create this luxurious 18 hole golf course that was so exclusive that you could only get an invitation from Steve Wynn himself to play up until 2000. Then he had to sell the golf course MGM resorts ended up buying it. And then now, you know, the hotel guests, if you stay there, you can go play. Um, in 2008, Tom Fazio did a renovation, which really all he did was just lengthen the golf course to 7,500 yards. It's at altitude, so you're going to get a little break there. It plays pretty firm and fast as well, so balls are going to roll out in the fairway. But unlike last week where there really wasn't a whole lot of trouble off the fairway, this one there are some trouble spots where you don't really want to miss. On some holes, there's not really a whole lot of room. If you miss the rough, you know there will be a water hazard. You got some bunkers. Uh, there's strategically placed in the fairway. Some guys are going to be able to carry just because they're at altitude. There's also elevated tee boxes that will help them a little bit. Um, but you know, I mean, hitting out of the fairway is probably going to be pretty important this week. The rough itself isn't penal, but you don't really want to be in the hazards. Uh, it's Bermuda rough. I've heard different things about it. Either it's overseeded. It's not, I can't imagine it's overseeded right now because the weather is still pretty nice in Las Vegas. So I think it's probably just gonna be Bermuda rough. I don't know for sure. Uh, bent grass green. So pretty similar setup as last week. 
Uh, green's going to run about 12 in the sit meter. It's average. Um, some of the course reviews of uh, Shadow Creek, the one complaint is that the greens run slow. I mean, 12 on the step meter for a really nice golf course, you know, it's, it's a little on the slow side, but you know, overall, I mean, you know, I mean, there's there, if you look at this golf course, there is nothing natural about it. It is completely manufactured. You know, some, you have some architects that kind of look at a piece of land, they mold a golf course around it. This one is completely artificial. Nothing is natural. It, it it almost looks like you're in the Pacific Northwest or like Northern California with all the pine trees. That it kind of has that resemblance to it. Um, you know, as far as how the golf course is set up and what it could favor. You know, when I, I scouted on Google Earth, I noticed that there are a lot of tee shots. I mean, there's a lot of tee shots. There's a good variety of holes that go left to right, right to left. But a lot of tee shots, just where the hazards are and where the doglegs are, it really will fade of guy who fades the ball, you know, hits it left to right, you know, and there's a lot of guys in this field like that. You know, there was Dustin Johnson who would have been perfect for this golf course. He's out of it. You got John Rahm. Who's a fader. Yeah. Hideki Matsuyama who's a favorite. You got Kyle Morikawa's a favorite. And it seems like, you know, just how some of these fairways run and some where, how some of the greens are set, like some of the pin positions you can put on some of these greens, there's these geometrically shaped greens that kind of get a little cramped a little bit towards the corners. You can put a pin over there. It's heavily guarded by a bunker. You need a really high ball flight, a high left or right ball flight in. So I think, I mean, can a guy who draws it primarily can win? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these guys are pretty talented, but I think the golf course is going to fade a guy who loves to hit it left to right. Um, and then another, maybe a little lean to is that the greens are a little smaller. So, um, not like last week that were basically just ocean size, you know, you can basically hit it anywhere and land on the green. So we, we could have hit those greens last week. Uh, not me, but maybe you, <laughs> um, but I mean, I think, I think, you know, guys, especially playing out of bunkers, uh, I think that's going to be important because there's some holes where just where some of the water hazards are, or just how the hole set up. Some guys might actually purposely aim towards the bunker because it's pretty up, you know, short up and or pretty easy up and down to get up, you know, for birdie. So overall, I mean, we, we don't really know how the golf course is going to play as far as how the setup is. Will they make it easy? Will they get hard? There's been conversation where they'll probably make it maybe a little easier just because, you know, it's, it's a pretty relaxing, you know, tournament. Still the silly season. There is a lot of money on the line though. Do you know, this is, yeah, I think this time, is hot, yeah, I think, the biggest I think part it's 9.8 million bucks. <laughs> it's called, it's like, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah, like, I, these guys are out here getting guaranteed paychecks to go to fucking Vegas. Like what a fucking life. God, damn, I, wish I, I, I wish, I wish I would have started playing golf when I was a kid in Boston instead of fucking baseball. Like, good God. Like, uh, like, uh, like what a life. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this is definitely the one where, you know, if you're jealous, you know, jealous of being a PGA tour pro, I mean, this is the one, I mean, it, it is a very well-maintained golf course. It's going to look grand television. Um, it's just, I mean, if, if there is maybe a comp as far as like how I was looking at it, it looks a little bit like Murphy village, you know, like okay. similar, like similar to like how it's maintained, you know, just had the overall setup of it. Um, you know, a lot of the qualities I described about how I think this golf course is going to play that plays pretty well in Murfield village. So if you want to look at maybe some course history, as far as like how guys do there, there's a lot of guys in this field that have pretty good course history in Milford village. Um, but overall though, I mean, I, I guess probably we're going to see some, a lot of birdies this week. Uh, but there's definitely going to be some blow up holes just because you don't really want to be sloppy, especially off the tee. You'll get punished. 
And so we'll kind of talk about that, right? So, like, a blow-up hole this week, who gives a shit, right? Like, you're still playing as many other rounds as possible. Uh, so it really doesn't matter, right? Like, I like to me, like, when I'm looking at it, like, there'll be some guys we talk about later, like, I talk about Palmer or somebody like that who usually has a blow-up hole and then fucks your whole lineup because he misses the cut. Well, now he can have a blow-up hole on Friday, and guess what? Still gets to play on Saturday and Sunday. Um, but That's true. I mean, I'm talking about over, just from an overall. Yeah, yeah, no, no. For top of Libra. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. It's no cut. So, yeah, I mean, you can definitely take some swings, you know, with your lineups just because if they have a bad round, they got three other rounds to make yep. it up. You know, it's, it's it basically treat this like a WGC yeah, and the exactly. field is pretty exactly. similar to a WGC it too. Is. I mean, there's a lot of really good players in this field. So really? yeah, I mean, definitely take some chances, look at where the ownerships are going to be maybe try and pivot where you can and then, you know, hope to get lucky. So, so do you think, uh, I made this joke in Slack, but do you think Paulina, uh, Gave Dustin COVID, so uh, he wouldn't go to Vegas. Yeah. No, I no. Dustin's like Kepka; he loves his money. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, this is a big purse, and uh, so I mean, the guy goes over to China, plays the WGC. I mean, they pay him a massive appearance fee to go over there. So I imagine he'd want to go to Vegas, and I mean, it's probably you know. I, I like the conspiracy angle. Um, I also like the I also like the angle coming in that DJ is not a good pick because you do a lot of cocaine. So that's why not to pick him. But I oh, honestly, you knew I, you knew you texted me earlier in the week. Uh, uh, or I guess it was yesterday or Sunday or whatever. You're like, oh god, I'm going to be on so many of your guys this week. <laughs> you, um, was, you was you was so you were so dejected about it. <laughs> oh no, I'm actually excited about it. A lot of the guys that I like is your guys. Yeah, I really like this week, and then I, I was really, that's why I'm so sad that. DJ's out of it. I know, man. I know he's my boy. I love watching that dude, man. And I, I, I could, I, I jumped in Slack late, and uh, I was like, "He's out." And you're like, "Yeah, you're late, bro." It's like, whatever, man. Like when I saw that, I was like, "God damn it!" Like, uh, but he was gonna be chalked, but I didn't care. You know, like whatever. You're still gonna, you, you eat the good chalk, right? We talk about that every week, and uh, he would have been good chalked, right? Somebody who's obviously played there a lot and um, set the set the course record, I guess, with his father-in-law, Wayne Gretzky. I mean, what's not to love about DJ hot wife, fucking likes to patty. His father-in-law is fucking Wayne Gretzky. Like mm-hmm. that. That's pretty cool. It's <laughs> all right. Well, listen, before we start beating up these, uh, DK tiers, man, uh, we gotta let you know that, uh, at my bookie winning season, means the NFL is in full swing and it's your chance to win big. There's no sweeter feeling than watching your team storm back in the fourth to win the game and put cash in your pocket. Whether you're a first time player or a veteran of the game, taking underdogs or siding with the faves, the fact is there won't be a better time to get in on the action. Join now using promo code SGP20 and you can grab a free $20 wager. That's right. My bookie is giving you a chance to make your first ever bet a winning one. And it's on the house. Nothing beats NFL action. Absolutely nothing um, beats free money. So join now and take advantage. Don't even think about it. Head over to my bookie now and get your stake in the game. NFL action, NBA finals, all those are over. Uh, and MLB playoffs, that's winning season, baby. And it begins today exclusively at my bookie. Man, getting a free $20 bet for your first bet it was better than like finding like Vito at the bar for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like who can I lay a bet with? How, how do I do this? Other yeah. Like, I mean, if, if, you know if it was I mean? someone like me getting that free bet, they would have lost it immediately. Just based on how <laughs> my luck was no, no. What happened? Forgot to, I mean, you, hit, you, hit you, your you guys know bet. how bad my weekend was. I bet giants money line went at the two minute mark. That's how bad my weekend was. Bro. I put too much stock. I got oh. too excited about Daniel Jones. I was like, there's no way Andy Dalton's beating us. This is going to be the moment where Daniel Jones you proves me wrong. And giants nope. money line. At two minutes left, 
Hey, all rise, baby. Oh my God, dude. You thought I had a problem with the flash draft and like, I like whatever. I hit that 600 bucks on whatever it was Sunday night. And I immediately threw it all back into the fourth quarter. You, you know how much I made on the fourth quarter? How much? Uh, fucking zero. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever it's free money i love the gamble man whatever i hit 600 i'm gonna put 600 right back in <laughs> the, hey you the, broke uh, even that's that's a good weekend that's right that's right uh oh i ended up on the weekend i was fine the um uh but yeah man so uh i can't believe you did that why how drunk were you uh, i had a couple of beers listen <laughs> i just i was like you know the cowboys defense it's terrible there's yes. no way Andy Dalton's going to beat us. <laughs> I just got caught up in the moment. I'm like, this is the moment when Daniel Jones proves us all wrong. And he proved us all right. That's oh, what ended up happening. So, so no, never again. So never sad. Again. It was funny. Cause I had, uh, I had some like uh, Daniel Jones, Slayton Ingram stacks, you know what I mean? Just because everybody you gotta, gotta get in on it just in case it actually does hit. I'm like, I'm, I was doing something else. I wasn't even watching the game and uh, I checked my phone. And I was like, Oh man, Josh got a bunch of points. And I look and I'm like, How's Daniel Jones only have four fucking fantasy points? What the hell's happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's trash, bro. Well, you, you might get trouble. I hope so. Listen, at the, at this point, I mean, that's that's I think our only hope. All right. Well, we sidetracked uh, to football, uh, <laughs> but all right, man. DraftKings, uh, obviously, DJ's out. Uh, the ten thousand and above, we're looking at Johnny Rom, JT, uh, Rory, uh, Xander, and Maddie Wolf. Uh, so I guess uh, jump it off, man. Uh, tell me, uh, tell me your, your favorite plays in this area, and uh, if you have any fades up here. I mean, honestly, I mean, so so here's the thing about this tier: the the only one we've seen in the last month is Matthew Wolf, just as far as recent form, and he's been red hot. So everybody's going to be on him. Everybody knows, you know, secrets out on him. Ball striking numbers look great. Overall strokes gain numbers look great. I mean, I, I I can't make an argument against him. But for the other guys, you know, John Rum, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, I can sit here and pick apart stuff that I saw a month ago. But the reality is, these guys had a while in order to fix whatever they were ailing them. You know, I mean, Justin Thomas was squirrely off the tee. Maybe he's fixed that. John Rom wasn't really hitting his irons all that great. He was kind of leaning too much on his putter. That could be fixed coming in. Rory was kind of bad, a little bit all over the place, but you know, maybe he's got a chip on his shoulder now. He could show up. And then Xander Shoffley, he was in our guy who was kind of leaning too much on his putter. Ball string was a little overrated. That could be fixed. So I mean, overall, just looking at everybody's long-term trends, I can't really make an argument against anybody. They're all gonna be popular anyways. I think the only argument you can really make is how roster construction can make is because I mean, it's, it's hard to make a John Rob lineup this week. I mean, just somewhere else where some of the pricing is and just some of the guys I like down the card, I had a really hard time oh. getting Rom lineups and then diversifying a little bit. As far as guys, like I am getting a lot of the similar guys. I didn't really like that as much, but I mean, as the player, I can't really hate it. So if you're asking me to fade anybody, it's more from a price and perspective of how you want to build the lineup. But yeah. from a player perspective, I can't. Nah, they're all. I mean, uh, you're, you're. I think you're spot on that. I mean, look, uh, you you can literally make a case for any one of these guys to go out and crush this tournament, right? I mean, uh, this. I mean, you say Rom's Rom's tough build. Uh, once again, like always, I love the trash uh, down below fucking seven k. Uh, so for me, I can I, I feel comfortable stuffing in, especially in a no cut event, looking at some scores down in that six k range. Uh, I mean. There's really no even like pivot play up here. Uh, I mean, they're all, especially with DJ out now, like the ownership's just going to spread. Uh, I mean, you're you're looking at 20% or more for almost everybody. Maybe Rory, right? Rory might come in low because uh, his form's so bad. But I feel like Rory always looks like that, and then he picks up steam at the end of the week, and everybody jumps on him. 
right? Yeah, I mean, I'm even seeing some uh, ownership projections of him at 20. percent so, so I mean, everybody up here is going to be at 20. So looks maybe you do that, right? Whatever, uh, you know, build your lineups. How, uh, you know, if you're doing three, you make a stand and and, and pick two guys. You know, put two, or put one guy in two of them, and pick your other guy in the other one. But if you're building, you know, 20, 50, 150, whatever, just just match the field and differentiate somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, and like you said, I can see any one of these guys. I mean, I, I think just. If I had, if you put a gun to my head, if I had to pick two guys out of here, who's probably going to win the tournament, I, I got a funny feeling about Rory this week. I, I think no. even though this isn't a guy, he doesn't hit it left or right, but he hits it so high, you know, especially off the team with his approach shots that he can hand, land these softballs, you know, right onto the green there, hit all these pin positions. He's had a couple weeks off. Nobody's really talking about it. he's flying under the radar. I just, I got a funny feeling about him. And then, I mean, I mean, this is a this is a Justin Thomas golf course. He loves it. He it loves it. You look at the, well. Look. All right, so here's I wish thing. I wish the listeners could see your face as you're looking at his name and going. Mm, mm. I just <laughs> I I just think he's like I heard a metaphor about Justin Thomas. I've used it a couple of times. I'm not sure if I use it here, but he's the best golfer on the driving range. Like when it's a flat lie, when it's perfect condition, there's no wind. He's gonna wow your pants off. But then like if you get like a wing foot start to kick up the wind. You get a little bit of adversity, maybe some crispy greens. He falls apart, but a shadow Creek this, this week, I mean, it's going to be, there's no wind again. It's going to be hot temperatures. Balls will be flying. I think they're probably going to soften up the greens just because they want to promote scoring. I mean, that's going to, that's going to promote a guy like this. And he, t- he loves to hit that go-to fade. That's his fairway finder. I mean, I, I, he was squirrely off the tee for a little bit there. I think he's going to get that fixed. And I think he's going to suit his eye this week. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, I, so here's the deal. Uh, I heard you say that earlier in Slack. I heard somebody else uh, who I listened to talk about Rory being sneaky, uh, but it's against my brand, man. I can't do the Irish Protestant thing, man. That's it. I, I, I can't back him. So uh, I, I'm going to go back to the well with Wolf. I mean, the kid eats up those pot fives. I don't need him to win at 10,000. Um, I just need him to get a bunch of Eagles, right? And I need him to, to show well. Uh, so I love Wolf and, and I like Rob. Uh, he's another dude that I just ride with regardless, you know, it's going to make lineup bills different. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm going to have shares of everybody up in here. Um, I mean, look, Xander, everybody, you know, what's the narrative everybody talks about, um, you know, cap field, no cut WGC type events always does well. Like, I mean, you really can't go wrong with guys up here. So whatever, pick, pick, pick your flavor of ice cream and, and, and make your stand and move on, man. Like, I mean, that, that's how I feel for the 10K Razor Street. And it, it's crazy how many guys we have over 10K, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it, w- it was six, and then, you know, yeah. DJ had to bow out there. Fucking DJ. So. Oh, Rob, I know. Rob I know. I was, I was, was going to be big on him. Oh, man. We could have been, been, so been, been on the same man. side. We were one all the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. All right. So uh, the the nine k and up range, uh, we got Cantlay. Brooks is back. So uh, we'll see if I need to uh, step foot and do an intervention. We can say Hatton obviously coming off the big win across the pond. Uh, we got your boy Maury Finau COVID again. Uh, Burger. Everybody knows my feelings on Burger. Uh, Matsu uh, Fleetwood. Ugh. And Hovland. Uh, so I'm just gonna jump off here. I, I fucking hate this range. I hate it. Like I don't like. Uh, like I like. I, I can go back to the well with Hideki and Mori, but other than that, like maybe some Hovland. 
but based on my bills, especially if I grab two 10 K guys, like if I go with a wolf and, and a ROM and for like a three entry, you know what I mean? Like I can't touch any of these guys. I don't want to touch any of these guys. Brooks is broken. It's not an open. We have no idea how he's playing. Can't lay a fraud. He only plays well at that one course. Um, I like Hatton. I do. I normally like Hatton, but I mean, whatever. He's coming off a huge win hoodie gate because uh, uptight old white guys are fucking assholes. And like, you can't wear a hoodie. Like this is, it's unbelievable. The golf crowd. It really, I know is. like, and, and, and golf crowd gets bad rap. Cause there's this, this, I feel like there's more of us than there is of them. Right. Cause they're dying by the day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, we're eventually going to overtake them and uh, you know, we'll be able to wear hoodies out there. If it's fucking cold and we want to wear shorts. Cause I live in fucking Florida and it's a hundred goddamn degrees. Like, like I couldn't imagine playing golf in July or August down here in pants. I'd rather kill myself. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, anyway, and burger. Yeah, I mean, like the year or two are already. I think in some of those events, they they let them wear shorts. I mean, I don't understand why the PGA Tour is still hung up on it's the so pants. Who cares? I mean, Christ, it's 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 so dumb. Whatever, it's it's fucking golf. And like I said, they're all dying off. It'll be fine. Um, and uh, and burger, like whatever, stat darling. But I don't even think he's been playing that well lately. Um, and y'all know how I feel about Fleetwood. Like he just he stat darling. And then he just crumbles on the weekend, whether it's here or overseas, doesn't matter. Misses four or five footers. I'd rather take some guys who I have more faith in, in the AK range. I like Hovlin just cause he's a young gun and you know, look, he might play well here. Who knows? He's another young guy. I worry about going to Vegas. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I, I honestly, I, if I had to play anybody in this range, it, I'd just go back to the well with Hideki and Maury and I'm going to fucking skip everybody else, man. All right. I mean, we we're on the same page as far as the guys we like. I mean, I, I love Morikawa this week just because I like what he saw last week. The ball striking numbers are back. He picked his irons too. That was really good. Didn't putt so well. Maybe he can have a little bit of regression. And I mean, I see some comps from Mirafield Village. He won there earlier. Loves to hit a high cut. Loves to hit fades in the greens. I think that's going to go well for him this week. I like Morikawa a lot. And unlike last week, I'm on your boy Hideki this week. <laughs> I love Hideki this week. I, you know, just because he hits that high fade. Like, I mean, a lot of those, uh, he's going to hit that over and over. It's going to fit his eye. Um, the ball striking, I've been a little disappointed how he's been with that. I I definitely need to see a little bit more of that. I think he can do it this week. I think it's going to be a good golf course for him. That's guy like a 9,100 bucks. I like Hovland too. Um, he was in a slump, you know, after the work day, he kind of got lost in the woods. I'm not really sure what happened, but over his last two tournaments, he's getting 14 shots to green. Um, like Matthew Wolf, he primarily hits more of a draw, but it's really high. Uh, that's going to play well in a lot of his approach shots this week. So those are three I like. And then the three I don't like, I mean, listen, I love my boy Brooks, but I just, <laughs> we, we, we see how this, we see how this goes. His first tournament back, it's more of a feeler tournament. Right? He wants to, Oh, what's that? I got an alert for the football game and it just popped on my phone. <laughs> okay, then. I, I clicked the alert and I was like, oh, no, never mind. Now the game's just playing. Sorry. I thought you had uh, uh, an audience, you know, booing my uh, hateful <laughs> But no. no, let me ask you this. So he, so I, so we were talking in the slideshow. So he had, he's claiming he had a torn hip labrum. Yeah. My daughter you, actually had that. I mean, all right. So how long did it take for her to recover? Months. Yeah. She's a, compet- she's a competitive dancer and she was, she was 14 when it happened. She's 16. Now she was out basically the whole year. Yeah. So you know what I mean? so, like the whole year she was out. So apparently all he did was take a cortisone shot oh my and God. then hang on San Diego. 
and he's going to try and play. I mean, like, as far as I know, this takes, yeah, like you said, it takes months to recover. So just, that, I feel like that's he, not he, didn't, he didn't tear his labrum. There's no way he's no, like, he's like, he he's like LeBron, like just falling down and being like, or listen, if I, I'll even throw Paul Pierce, like my, my guy under the bus, like going off and getting carried back out and shit. Like, like, all right, listen, pump the brakes. You're not hurt that fucking bad. Like he's just one of those guys that when the camera's on him, he's going to shake his hands a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I got to let everybody know who's watching the TV that, Oh man, that throw didn't go well. Cause I'm shaking my hand a little bit. Brooks is that guy, right? He just, See, I never, th- I never thought he was that guy. So like, this is like finding out that Santa Claus is he's making up an injury. <laughs> hey man, we might have kid listeners. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> or at my least apologies. the generous dads with kids in the call. <laughs> that is definitely true. Touche. Well, I'm sorry. I just ruined everybody's Christmas, you know, happy 2020 guys. I ruined Christmas anyway. So, I mean, re- regardless of the hip, I mean, even if he is healthy, yeah. the, the rap on him is the first tournament back. You just want to see how he does. Usually he's kind of going to scuff around a couple rounds. I mean, he has the benefit now of, you know, it's a no cut event. So yeah, it's four rounds. You can kind of take some notes. Next week is going to play the Zozo. That's usually the one that's going to, he's going to show well in right before the masters. And then everybody's going to be on for the masters. So this week, just see how it goes with him. I mean, I don't rush to jump him. I'd rather be late on him than early, especially just how he looked kind of before he, the injury too. like the ball checking numbers are great, but the putting was bad and he really fell apart of the PGA. I know he was injured, but let's wait and see. Um, Daniel Berger. It's over. The party. Yeah. Nice. I'm off him. All right. Well, I mean, l- listen, he's I mean, going like, to fucking shoot 24 on this weekend. <laughs> I know. I mean, just, just, just after I abandoned him, he's going to come out and you know, like, you know, shoot well, but I mean, let's just look in like before this little extended break here, the ball striking really started to fade for him. It started to regress back to the levels that we know him as, you know, he wasn't really good off the tee. Okay. With his approach shots. You know, I, I just, I look at his pricing and just some of the guys blow him. I, I don't think he belongs in the $9,000 range anymore. And I think this is going to be start to decline for him. So I just, I, I don't like the price and I don't like the direction of his game's head. So I don't like him there. And then same thing with Fleetwood. Like, I mean, we've seen this act before he's played pretty well in the Euro tour lately. He finished second, the Scottish open finished T 13 last week. He had really bad final round last week though. You know, that's his MO Mrs. Short putt in the playoff at the Scottish open. I just, we see him do well over in Europe. I need him to see, do, see him do well in America until then. I mean, I'm just going to be off him. So he was trash, dude. Trash. That pains me too. I like him. To, I like him a lot. I've lost a lot of money on him too. So that's why he's trash. Like he, 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 he looks like he should play well. And I'm telling you, it's just something about him. And it's not just cause he's English. It has something to do with it, but not just, not just because like, he just, he just doesn't have it. You know what I mean? Like he, he doesn't have it. Like uh, he's never shown it. Like he shows it on Thursdays, Fridays, never shows up on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, that's, that's a disaster, right? If you're, yeah. if you're, if you're betting on him, right? <laughs> like rather than you just barely make the cut and then actually show up on Saturday and Sunday on moving day and the days that count. And he does the fucking opposite. So, all right. So before we start uh dumpster diving, uh, we are also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up with Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. Uh, with Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact in the game. If the NFL, choose 10 um, out of the 20 player props and build your lineup. If NBA, PGA, MLB, and eSports, choose 5 out of the 10 to build your player props. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, I did it. Uh, they didn't have one on Sunday, but I did Thursday, Friday and Saturday this week. Uh, mm-hmm. I hit four or five props uh, on each day. 
So I cashed a little bit and man, if Sergio would have made a birdie and Brooks would have made a birdie, I would have took both of them uh, two days down solo Saturday and Friday. So I was, uh, I was pretty pissed. I know you were asked like, who, who are you? And where's my co-host when I was asking for Brooks to make a birdie or not Brooks um, for Bryson to make a birdie. Uh, but yeah, like uh, whatever, man, I root for money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, th- th- these thrive contests, we're going to do a couple later. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely give a lot. And, I mean, I, I love golf props and if you love golf props, this is right up your alley. Like, ah, this yeah. is a great, great it really is. daily fantasy, uh, you know, like little platform. And they, and they do one every round. It was great. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like it better than showdown. I'm like whatever. I was like, Ooh, I'm in like, let's go. And they offer a couple different ones, you know, depending on your price point. Um, I mean, they have ones for like a thousand dollar heads up. If we got some ballers out there, uh, you won't find me on that one, uh, <laughs> but, but look, each prop is assigned as fantasy value, uh, both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit just like the juice, man, right? The longer the shot, the more the points, uh, hit the props and rack up the most points and win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. So listen, go download the app, go to the app store, Android, whatever, uh, use promo code SGP when you sign up and you receive an instant match up to 50 bucks on your first deposit with only a four time rollover. It's not like these other places where it's 200 times and you got to give some DNA and I don't know, figure out some weird mathematical formula to get your goddamn money out. Um, so, uh, go download thrive fantasy on the app store and play store. Uh, by visiting their website at thrivefantasy.com, sign up and prop up today, and don't forget the promo code SGP. And remember, boys, it comes in the beginning because I made that mistake. I tweeted them, and uh, they they hooked me up anyway. But once again, I'm a caveman when it comes to some of this stuff. So, um, but yeah, I really dig these things, man. They're they're fun. Uh, it's a it's it's a fun way to do it. Um, all right, so 8K, uh, we got a lot, right? So, I guess I'm not going to go through all the names from eight to nine K, right? I mean, it's it's <laughs> I kind of want to get your thoughts on a couple of these guys. My initial leans, uh, I think Sanjay's back. Uh, you know, I'm riding with Louie um, and I'm all over answer. I, I think Garcia deserves some, some attention as well. Uh, but why don't you break down uh, who you'd like out of this range here? And, and uh, yeah, let's hit yeah, well, I agree that Sungjae is back. I mean, and like Hideki, he's another type of guy who loves to hit these big high fades, you know, into greens off the tee. And the ball striking has really come back. He was like Hovland, he was really slumping, uh, you know, right after the restart for a little bit. You know, we wondered maybe just take a week off. Was he a little too tired? He's back. So over his last four tournaments, he's gained 21 combined strokes T degree. That is a huge clip. And over his last four rounds, he's gained a shot and a half with his ball strike. I mean, these are massive clips that he's hitting at right now. And after DJ actually withdrew, he's actually statistically over everybody's last four rounds, the best ball striker in the field. So, I mean, I love some just form coming in. Potter has been a little streaky. He's got to clean that up, but I love the price point. I love his form. You know, I, I'll definitely ride him this week. Louie, I mean, he just continues to play well. He gained four strokes T to green last week. I think he just got to keep riding until it fails. Uh, he tends to kind of show up to in these big money events and these, you know, like limited fields. So uh, he's got a light there. I agree on Sergio. I mean, the putter came back to earth last week, but his ball striking is still awesome. He loves to hit a fade. That's going to play well this week. I like him too. Another guy I like it. I like Matthew Fitzpatrick. I mean, I know he's English, but the golf course comp is, is Murfield <laughs> village. Fitzpatrick typically, typically plays pretty well there. Um, you know, his ball striking has been a little better than what he usually does. I mean, it's not great, but it's still okay for his last four rounds. Played what about, okay. What about, what about Fitzy's comments this week? Did you hear oh, about like he got in with Bryson? 
you know, no, they, so like Bryson offered him after he said this. So Fitzy talks shit. Like anybody can just add 40 pounds and pound the fucking ball. Like, it's a little, it's, it's whiny. 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 It's a little whiny for my taste. It's wicked but, you know whiny. What? I mean, Hey, listen, you know why? Because he's English. But he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. So, I, 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 I just, I, I like him this way. I just got a feeling about him. And then, as far as guys, I, I don't really like. Um, I think that you know, you're going to fist pump this. I'm not in on Harris English anymore. I think the guys that I have been liking and you, I'm literally fist pumping. I am, I am coming back Jersey down the hill on him. I mean, just like Berger, the ball striking numbers are starting to fade. You know, like the putting numbers, he's really just been, kind of been bolstered by that. You know, maybe just maybe this is the hot streak is over with him. Um, the auto fades are always Jason Day and Ricky Fowler. I just I never <laughs> nope. understand why they're still in eight thousand dollars. They do nothing to prove it. Um, one guy I love that it, it pains me to fade. I, I don't like what Scotty Scheffler's showing after coming back from COVID. And like, I mean, th- this is going to be a, this is going to be a real like conversation here. I like, really wish I really wish I had sad music to play behind. What's that? I wish I had sad music to play behind. I know. What I mean, listen, I love Scheffler, but like, listen, real talk here, COVID affects people differently. Yeah. And he is, I, I don't know if it, I have no inside information, obviously that <laughs> this is why his form is just deteriorated, but there is a noticeable difference between how he was playing before getting COVID and how he's getting now. I mean, everything has fallen off. Now, is that just two weeks? I don't know. Is he still struggling to kind of regain the form he had? And maybe, but I, so, I, at, so at I this, mean, you would, you would have to think, man. I mean, you hear some of these other athletes who got it like uh, Eduardo Rodriguez for the Red Sox. He's like, dude, this is no joke. He's like, I can't fucking breathe. I can't throw the ball. He's like, I don't fucking feel the same anymore. You know what I mean? Like all these fucking yahoos out here are like, ah, oh, it's just the flu. You have no idea what the long-term effects are. And like you said, it's, it, it affects everybody differently. Like if he doesn't have his breath, how can he practice? You know what I mean? Is he lethargic because he can't sleep because he can't fucking breathe or whatever? Who knows? And, and, and they're at altitude this week too. Yeah. Like, uh, like, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. Like, so, I mean, so as far as Shuffler goes, I mean, he, he kind of has to prove it this week uh, from before I'm getting back on. And then, so Abraham answers. So he is getting super, super like attention this week. You know why? Like why, why is he getting so much attention? Cause he's fucking good. <laughs> he is man. He's good. I was, on I mean, it doesn't show up. It doesn't show up in the stats page. I mean, everything is all putting with him. So I mean, maybe uh, I don't know, man. I feel like his irons are fine. He's not bad. He's not bad to the green. He's not bad with his irons. It's not like he's 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 hitting the back of the green and you know he's too. You know what I mean? Like he's fine, man. All and right, he's, so he's consistent. So let's go over the stats from last week. So answer gained two strokes per round with his putter. Okay. With his irons, he lost. About 0.2 shots per round. Well, that's not bad. Lost strokes with the, with the irons. Point, point 0.2. That's fine. Anytime um, you lose the strokes, that's not great. Uh, average. So you're only did, 0.2 did, away from well it. He did pretty well. He gained about half a stroke, a stroke per yeah, round. So, so, all right. So, fine. I mean, listen, he, I, I'm just surprised that you're going with answer because you are following the crowd. Literally everybody is, but I was on him last week too. Like, like, I, and I just feel like, and so, and I also listened somewhere else where I guess, uh, uh, I guess he, he is caddies from Vegas. 
Right. So, I mean, look, I'll, any weird little edge like that is the weird shit that I look for. Like if it's caddies from Vegas, he should know the course. Right. Because, I mean, a, a PJ tour caddy is definitely going to have played and caddied at this ultra uh, exclusive resort. Right. And so, I, I mean, look, I, I just I just think he's good. Right. He, he's been super solid and he, he really hasn't let me down yet. So, uh, look, he, once again. Got handicapped, man. Like uh, my eyes tell me, like this dude will be all right, so I'm gonna ride with him. All right. I mean, just because everybody's gonna be on him, and I mean, he did play well last week. I probably will have a couple lines on, but I'm just gonna say, be careful. Oh, listen, that's, that's, that's all I'm gonna say. Be careful. Listen, I'm not lock butting him, right? But but like I like him in this range. Like he's he's a good he's a good pivot for all the fucking Ricky guys. And you know, people are going to be on Paul Casey again, like whatever. He's fine. And, Wait, and a good pivot. He's going to have 25% ownership. He's not, he, he's not going to end up with 25. I he, don't know, but I don't I know. I'm chilling up around 20. Maybe he won't be at 25, but even if he is, whatever, I don't care. I think he's a good play and I'm going to play him like this. All right. I mean, be careful guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but like, so Sunday is my favorite play out of here. Like I, really I, I agree. He's, he's my favorite play as well. My favorite play. Like I think this dude is back. Like everything was clicking for him and yeah, he looked good. <laughs> like I was, I was pretty excited when I was watching him. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, I'm with you on everything, you know, I'm playing Louis. I don't need to talk about him. I'm just going to play him. And, <laughs> and I think Sergio, I mean, what's, I mean, everybody kind of faded him a little bit last week, right? Cause it, nobody likes taking somebody off the win. And he was good up until I think it was Sunday. Um, he kind of faded back a little bit. So yeah, man, listen, uh, yeah, I mean, you just got to ride a heater, man. Yeah, I mean the tee green numbers still look good, so I don't think there's really any cause concern. The putting dropped off, but as long as he's playing, you know, hitting the ball as well as he is, I think he's going to have a good shot at this golf course. Yeah, I agree, and, I, and that's another guy who, oh man, if it's, if he just can just roll those putts, man, like he's so good in every other aspect, it drives me insane. Um, all right, so here we go, fucking seven k to eight k range. So there's way too many to mention. So just talk to me about, you know, a couple of your favorites and uh, if, if you have any fades in here. All right. I mean, so, so one guy I'm going out of my comfort zone because I'm not following the stats here. This is a total gut call. I think Gary Woodland's going to play well this week at 7,700 bucks. So like a lot of these other guys that he's had a bunch of weeks off into the US Open, he's had about a month off. He was really bad and pretty much everything, you know, irons off the tee. He was getting carried a lot by his putter for a while that faded too. But I mean, if, as far as how his game is and how he likes to shape the golf ball, loves to hit it left to right off the tee, hits really high fades. If he can find a little form and maybe get right, maybe fix what he was, you know, ailing him, I think he would show pretty well here and be a surprising, you know, contender at this golf course. Um, Bubba Watson's our guy I like too, just because I see a lot of shots in this golf course where you really have to shape the ball. You know, like a lot of these golf courses where it's just dead straight. I mean, Bubba can't hit a straight shot, but there's a lot of golf course where you got bend around the corner or bend around a bunker. I think he's going to really enjoy this golf course. So him, him being a lefty, you think think helps him out with this? Well, I mean, he can he can hit it both ways. I mean, he can hit a massive slice or he can hook the ball, you know, yeah. wildly. So like he, I mean, the, 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 he's a guy where basically any shot shape, as long as he's hitting it well, yeah. like he can any pin successful for him. That's why he does well at right. like Augusta. That's why he does well at so Riviera where you have to shape the ball and move it left to right, right to left. Yeah. You know, there's going to be d- different times in this, you know, in his rounds where, you know, there's going to be some trickier pins on the left side, right side. I think he's going to do well this week. Um, you know, Joaquin Neiman, I think he's an our popular guy. I don't love how he's been doing it lately, but 
guy's been pretty rock solid T to green. He's been carried a little bit by his scrambling. The putter's been a little hot for my liking just because he's not usually a good putter, but I mean, if, if he's a great ball striker and this is going to be a ball strikers golf course, if you can figure that out, you know, I think it'll be good. I always like Russell Henley. He looks great in the stat sheet. I'm a little worried about his ceiling, but for 7,100 bucks is a little more reasonable last week. See, yeah. will prove me wrong. Is it legit? <laughs> I mean, it, it certainly looked at last week. So why don't we keep riding that? Yeah, dude, did um, you see him? Did you see him on uh, on eighteen? Uh, I did not. All right, so uh, so he's on eighteen, right? He's going for a, a birdie butt on eighteen, right? And he misses it by like an inch. He fake fist pumps, all fucking pissed off. Walks up wicked quick and taps it in. Picks up the ball and chucks it in the fucking water. Wow. Give me that in my veins. Fuck. Yes. That is the golfer. I want like, I mean, I mean dude, he did great last week. And as a matter of fact, I think the, the best lineup I had that the big one, uh, I didn't even have uh fucking Laird in it. I had Wolf and Siwoo in it and, <laughs> and fucking and Siwoo. Give me that guy. Give me Siwoo. Dude. I am all over him this week. Like he might be locked button for me, which what could go wrong? I mean, uh, you're all you're all over him every week. Let's let's be real. All right, that's fair. But this time, I mean, like, I mean, I'm talking like I might literally put him in like 80 percent of my lineups. <laughs> no, all not. right. I mean, listen, I, I I will ride with you with him. Um, I I think I think last guy I liked in this range, um, Alex Noren. Just I mean, he's been playing well. He's a guy. All he does is hit fades. So, you know, I mean, I think some of his ball striking deficiencies might get a bit overcome just because I think the golf score is going to fit his. I like him too. Brian Harmon's another guy. He's a lefty, but he draws the ball, so that yeah, actually can fun. work in his favor. And Harmon's well. been, been playing lights out. I yeah, he has. The guy right. the, dude, he's been super good. So, uh, what's his putt numbers? Like, I feel like this is a guy who might be getting carried. Brian Harmon. Yeah, but I feel like he's yeah, a good I mean, putter. It's, it's, but he's a good putter anyway. Yeah, it, it's been his putter's been red hot. It's been mostly with that. The ball striking been okay. I just think, you know, the fact that he loves to draw the ball, I think that's going to play well for him this week. All right. And so the only guys that uh, you didn't, so I like demon. I was on him last week. I'm on him again this week. Like it's just another one of those calls. Like I listen, I agree like it, it, with what you said about him, but I don't know, man, listen, like I, I just feel like that he'll play well here. Um, and Munez uh, like dude, that dude, what, what is it going to take to get that guy's salary pumped up? All the dude does is score and finish. Well, like since the restart, he's done great. Like what is there to complain about? Like what is what are his last what are his last couple events? Like here, let's take a look. Let's, let's well, see. I mean, hold on. Munez, where are you at? I mean, he definitely has been right. solid. I mean, he played well at the BMW. Uh, he played well at the Northern Trust. He, the only the only thing he hasn't played well at is the fucking U.S. Open, and he's still tied 59, 27, 23, 8, 8, 18. Like, come on, man. Like. That's and the guy scores right, and that's what we talked about earlier. It's who I guess we kind of just skim past as far as like DFS builds and and things like that. Like uh, obviously with a no cut event, you want the guys who score right because you that's it. I mean, you just want the guys who score. If you don't have the winner, you're probably fucked anyway. But you you definitely want the guys that score. Finishing position doesn't matter so much. So you want the guys who can birdie, who can eagle. Uh, and this dude, I mean, what the last he had what 19 birdies last week, 20 the week before that, like. Uh, I mean, the guy's been playing really well. I mean, uh, so I, I like Nunez this week, and uh, I'm actually on Kokrak this week. Uh, I'm hoping everybody else is off of him because he missed the cut last week. Um, I was off him last week, and I'm back on because uh, he's Kokrak, like crack. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, like, yeah, I mean, listen, his cumulative ball striking and, and potting numbers look really good over the last four tournaments. So yeah, I mean, he's back down to what seven thousand bucks this week. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I definitely probably, uh, I endorse that pick. That's that's a good pick. Uh, and and the thing is too, I heard somebody talking about he lost he lost like a half a shot, um, uh, off off the tee, and the last time he did that was like a year and a half ago. So everything else is clicking with him. He's not bad off the tee. So if he can get that back this weekend. Like, come on, let's go. Like, mm. yeah. And like last week too, like we talked about guys who struggled last week, they struggled and still shot four under four under exactly. Yeah. Like he missed the cut on the number. I think didn't he, he missed it at six. Yeah. I, I, I think so. I know more Cowan missed it on the number. Matt Sion was 500. Like that's how nuts last week was like, oh, that's so like, like I, I'm going to give full disclosure to the audience. Like when it's these putting contests, I don't tend to generally do well because it is a big crap shoot. Martin freaking Laird won last week. Martin Laird. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Dude came off knee surgery a couple weeks ago. I know. Did you see? It was so funny because he won there however many years ago or whatever. And like the cut to the, from then and now was like, oof, oh, buddy. Well, 10 years has been rough. Like, like, did you booze as much as I do? Is this what I'm going to look like? I need to slow down. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he aged uh, not well. His wife's still cute, though. Um, <laughs> all right. So, dumpster diving time, my favorite time of the week. Under seven K, um, we have uh, we have my favorite play. My DJ special is Keegs, man. We're going back to Keegs. I know I already used him as my DJ special. I don't give a fuck. Like, listen, he's sixty five hundred. What is this dude gonna do to get respect? Like, he played great two weeks ago. Uh, you know he's been out at Shadow uh, playing with Jordan all the fucking time. He's all, you know what I mean? Like, he knows this course. Great long iron hitter, uh, putting whatever. Like, he's good from tee to green. Like, I'm telling you right now, this is Keeg's week. He's gonna have another week like he did two weeks ago. Uh, it's not only because I love the dude. I'm telling you, like. Keegs is my DJ special of the week. And I really think he's going to come through for us this week. I think he's going to be top five. Wow. Yes. That, that, that is a bull call, but here's the thing. I'm going to do one better with the DJ special. I'm going lower than that. <laughs> oh, no. So, he, so I was looking and I see a lot of guys like down, you know, in the lower $6,000, a lot of crappy players who are, you know, just probably just here for the guaranteed paycheck. A lot of the Asian tour players, they're a little overmatched. Tom Hoagie is 6,100 bucks. Why is Tom Hoagie 6,100 bucks? The dude's been playing well lately. He gained five strokes T degree at the Safeway, gained four strokes T degree at the Shriners. Why is he 6,100? I don't really understand. There are a lot of guys who are above him that haven't been playing as well. And so that's a guy, if you want to take like a couple of really expensive players up at the top there, like, you know, you want to take a John Rahm, a Hoagie's going to help you out. And I think that's probably why he's going to have a little bit of ownership, maybe 5%, but that's still not all that. All that crazy and it's crazy yeah, for I a sixty-one hundred dollar player, five percent—that's insane. But I mean, hey, just listen, as, far as, as far as lineup construction, though, it, that really helps. So, no, no, I agree. But I mean, listen, I agree with you, Keegan. I love the ball striking numbers. It really comes down to if the putter will show. You know, we'll see on that. Uh, Brendan Steele. So he's he's not his worst. No, I mean, what's well with him is just. It doesn't it's, fucking matter. It's, it's, rolling, it's rolling the dice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's gambling, um, Brent, let's go. <laughs> uh, I mean, Brendan Steele missed the cut last week, but again, he's gained 1.3 strokes per round T to green. Just the putter wasn't very good. It was a putting contest last week. I'm going to ignore that. I'll be back on him this week. Yeah, I'm on uh, it. Too. Dylan Fratelli, he's been playing pretty well lately. He's gained 0.6 strokes per round T to green in his last 16 rounds. Again, kind of like with Keegan, again, like Brendan Steele, is the putter going to show? Because you get four rounds, you don't have to worry about a cut. He can afford to have maybe a round or two where it doesn't show. As long as he shows well, the other two or three rounds, he should be all right. 
Um, I mean, those are my four this week. I mean, I, I disagree with you. I didn't love a whole lot in this range. Oh, uh, I, I mean, a, I, like, I mean, a guy I like last. Like I like Domin. I like uh, Palmer. I like all the guys you talked about. <laughs> like you love being in the filth this week. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, a guy I liked last week, Matt Kuchar. I don't like him this week. I don't think he can show well at a demanding ball strikers golf course anymore. Um, he's, he's a, he's a, he's an asshole. He's not good anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Cameron Smith might have some high ownership. He, that doesn't really do much for me either. Cameron he played. played he, I mean, he and he yeah, played well two weeks ago. That's a totally different golf course, though. I, I, look, I mean, look, I'm I, look, I'm fine with Smith too in the six K range. Like, I really am. Like, dude, it's a no cut event. Like, make your stands up top. Right. Leave some salary on the table. Right. So like I, even though I do 20 or maybe 30 lineups, sometimes like I don't use an optimizer. So I hand build everything because <laughs> once again, I'm a caveman, uh, but like you get, you can scatter shot these guys down here. You know what I mean? And make your, and get 20% of everybody up top, make your stand in the mid range and then scatter shot a couple of these guys with everybody and hope you had. <laughs> All right. Like, All right, you you taught you taught me into doing that. I'll <laughs> I'll see how that goes, I, guys. That's a first. I'm taking Boston Cappers. At <laughs> God right. help me. Okay, baby. let's go. <laughs> Listen, if you hit, if you hit the milli, dude, I expect the cut. All right. So before before we get to the big short, I already gave you uh, the Dgen special. Uh, listen, uh, over at Ace per Head. Uh, Listen, that's where it's at, right? Have you ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wagers graded immediately. They got top notch customer service going 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus ACE per head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today. And ACE is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com. Um, slash S G P. All right. Who's your big shot, homie? All right. Well, it's a guy I love for a long time, <laughs> but it's been a long time coming for me to short of. So Daniel Berger, big <laughs> I am. On no, hold on. Hold on. Burger train. Hold on. Hold on. Let me clap. I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah, we 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 need a, a sound drop of just like audience applause for that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Rounding so ovation. Good. Yeah. Listen, I just I I think I think the ride's over with him. Like the last couple of turns, he just like I had high expectations. Maybe it's a little personal, just because I had such high expectations. And it was such a big disappointment in a lot of big spots. He maybe you guys have always been right, and I've been wrong. He just kind of is what it is. He's not playing. He's not as good as what his form was showing. Maybe he's regressing. I just not going to play well. And I think we're going to start seeing him appropriately priced uh, going forward. All right. Well, listen, that's uh, that's a beautiful thing to me. Uh, I'm well, I'm welling up a little bit. Makes me so happy. <laughs> All right. So listen, we talked about thrive as far as sponsors go. Um, and, but listen, let's give a thrive lineup. Uh, this week's a little wonky um, only because we had two late withdrawals, right? So it's really only eight uh, out of 10 uh, props. So you, you kind of got to pick your sides. Uh, I mean, you just want to give them a whole lineup. Let's give them a whole lineup. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, sure. Do you want to go first? Yeah. All right. So uh, because you gotta, you gotta win some points here. So when you guys download this thing and take a look, like, so just to give you an idea. So here, let's see. So Justin Thomas, 
over three and a half birdies is 80 points and under is 120, right? So the gimmies aren't going to give you as many points. So you got to start strong, right? So I'm going Rom over a half an Eagle for 145 points, all gettable par fives. Yeah. Um, a drivable par four. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a drivable par four, but I think a lot of guys are going to put in that bunker there. Cause there's not really a whole lot of room left. Okay. The, the thing, the thing about the par fours though. So really only two of them I saw were really gettable for Eagles. One of them has, it's a, it's a big sweeping dog leg left. There's water on the left. There's a couple bunkers on the right. It's a small green. I mean, I don't know if there's gonna be a whole lot of Eagles there. I think guys are going to bail out right and kind of get fine. up and down for birdie. Uh, and then there's, I think a 620 yard par five. Uh, so, I mean, he's yeah. going to have to hit two really good shots and get the home and two. The, the 18 is probably the one, if he's going to Eagle, that's a very gettable one. He can cut the corner, have like, you know, a seven or eight iron into the green there. That's probably the one, if he's going to hit an Eagle, that'll be it. But I mean, it's really only maybe one or two chances. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I have one shot. Right, <laughs> the only, the only, the only power, how many power fives are on the course? It's five, right? Four. four, rather, right? So, and then one's not gettable. All the other three are gettable. That's three yeah, shots but, right there. Yeah, but the 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 one that one of the ones where the water on the left, I think guys are going to be safe. Bail right, get up and down for birdie. That that's the prudent play there. If you go for that pin, you run the risk of putting up a big number. You don't want to do that this week. Whatever, I'm still taking it. All right, so that's my first one. What do you got? <laughs> All right, well, I mean, I. I'm going to go. I mean, first one, I'm just going to take the points where I can get it. Justin Thomas over three and a half birdies. I think he's going to offer a really good start. It's 80 points. There's a couple other ones down the line where I can get some bigger points. Uh, I think that's going to be a good bet. I think there's going to be a lot of birdies from him this week, not just in the first round, but overall in the tournament. So Justin Thomas over three and a half birdies. Yeah, I'm on that play as well. Uh, so we won't go with any more of that. That's uh, that's my second one. So I'll, I'll give you my third uh, Brooks over bogeys two and a half. Let's go rusty, bulky, whatever. Just give it to me. Uh, and that's 115 points, right? So it's, it's tough finding it with Finau and in DJ out, they had two props on that. It's tough to find uh, over hundreds that aren't just coin flips. So uh, I'll take, I'll take Brooks and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, bet, I'll bet on the rust. Yeah. Brooks is going to be one of mine too. I, I think that's just a that's a layup there. I mean, this, there's going to be some course rust. He's going to be trying to find himself on the, you know, in the first round. I, I, I think that's going to be, I think that's a good one where you can try to get a lot of points there. Yep. All right. Uh, so my next one is so Rory McIlroy under 11 and a half pars for a hundred bucks. So I think it's a hundred points both ways. So my thinking on this is a lot of Rory's first rounds are kind of psychotic. Like there's a lot yeah. of birdies and there's a lot of bogeys and go either way. So I think with Rory, just, we don't really know where we're going to get from. I think either he's going to have just come out really, really ice cold. Just have a bunch of bo- bogeys, maybe a couple of birdies spread in there, or he's going to come out just on fire and light the course up. So I, I think he's going to accumulate enough birdies and bogeys cumulative in order to basically, you know, push down his number of parties he's going to have. So I, I like taking under 11 and a half pars at hundred points. I like that. I actually used that with Revy, uh on Saturday. And I think uh, that prop cash to on hole 13. <laughs> like wow. it, was nothing, it was nothing but birdies and bogeys on the front nine and like one par. I was like, I'm fucking golden. Um, all right. So, uh, so I, uh, here's a gimme bet for me over, over what is 66 and a half for Ricky. Like that's the gimme bet. Uh, whatever. Uh, no chance, no chance. 
he shoots a seven under. Okay. Six under. No, seven under. Yeah, seven under. Yeah, no chance he shoots a seven under. No, that would be, that'll, that'll be six under. It's par 72. Uh, it's par 72. So 66 is six Two? under. Yeah, six under. You're right. Yeah. There you go. Slow. Listen, Bombay, leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, there's no way he shoots a six under. Zero chance. All right. Um, so I'm going to go for some big points here. I think Xander Shoffley is going to have a big first round just because I've seen him have a lot of big first rounds and they kind of fade. So over five and a half birds at 130 points. I mean, it just, he has, if, if he comes out on fire with the putter, I think he rolled a lot of birdies. Maybe he's a threat to get be first round leader, but that's, that's a prop where I, I want to make, you know, I saw an opportunity to get a lot of points there. That's when I like, so I'm going to take a chance at over five and a half. I like that because it doesn't even matter what he ends up strokes, right? It doesn't matter. He could, he could have six birdies and four bogeys. Doesn't give a shit. As soon as you hit over that five and a half, you're good. I like that. I like, I like that a lot. Actually, I might have to uh, uh, make another lineup as well. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take Rose uh, over uh, Eagles and birdies four and a half. Uh, dude looked good last week across the pond. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much the only reason that I'm doing plus. I mean, look, he's a great player, right? Pedigree wise. Uh, four and a half. Like, I mean, that's five. Like, come on, give me, give me five. Give me five. Let's go. All right. right. And, it's, and it's plus. So it's plus one ten. There you go. All right. So my last one is I'm pretty high in Kyle Moore Kyle this week. I see uh, his first round line at 68 and a half. I think you should at least a 68 in first round. So I like taking the under on that hundred points. All right. So four under for old Colin. So we actually didn't touch on this. So I actually actually meant to do this, right? So we talked about Colin. You really like him this week. Do you think maybe he's just kind of in a rut after winning the major it's listen it's very possible i mean his numbers just don't look good since the major wow. i'm just i'm looking at last week where i was really encouraged with what i saw with the ball striking the putting just is what it is and he missed the cut it's minus 6 so i think this if he can carry the ball striking over this week it seems like he figured that out okay. i mean if it's figured out there's big things ahead of him Right. I mean, this is big things ahead for him anyway. Right. Yeah. I just mean, as far as like, maybe he's in like some weird little funk. Like, I don't know. Like I, I just, it, it seems like, uh, it seems like he's off. Right. I, I would, I would agree if the ball striking still is struggling like it was before, but last week it was pretty good. All right. it, it's only two rounds, but hey, man. I was encouraged. Listen, I need, it, it was. I need. I need, I need less than two rounds to be on a guy. So I know, but I mean, it was. <laughs> you take what you can get. It. What I right. saw from Morikawa was vintage Morikawa, and that really good ball striking ruined by that putting. Yeah. All right. Word. All right. So, all right. So uh, on to my bookie picks, uh, let's start with some matchups. Uh, my first matchup is going to be in a stroke and a half over that pussy Englishman fits for plus one fifteen. Give it to Ooh. him. That's I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Sanjay is the underdog there. Well, well, he's laying oh, a okay. stroke and a half. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I misheard. So. I don't know if you know how betting works, Steve. But no, I do. I just I, I zoned out. I zoned out there looking at what the matchup. I because I have a bunch of matchups I like this week. You zoned out looking at my uh, beautiful wife beater is what you were looking at. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's too bad we're not on YouTube, guys. I mean, it's, it's quite the sight to see. So all right, so my first one. This is a total gut call too, and I know this is going to be right up your alley. Come on. So Mark Leishman, <laughs> Mark no. Leishman's back. And we don't know what he's been doing for the last month either. So last what we saw him, he was awful 
And apparently the reason why is he couldn't get with his swing coach in order to figure out what was wrong. So he just kept trotting out there and spraying it all over the golf course. He's had at least a month to figure it out. I think he's done it. And he's matched up against Ben on who also has been a train wreck for the better part of the last four months. And he's plus plus one forty. So I'm going to take Leishman and just hope that, listen, he's figured things out. He's a better player than Ben on at the end of the day. And if he, if he's right, you know, I, I think he can at least beat him on the leaderboard. I mean, they might finish dead last and second to last, but I think Leishman has at least a chance to beat him. God damn, man. You just like Mark Leishman in a bet. I did. Hey man. Proud of it. Well, more power to you. You should be proud of that shit, man. You fucking stamp on that. Uh, I like, uh, <laughs> good God. So uh, I'm going uh, the battle of Canadians. I'm taking Hadwin uh, over Connors at plus 125. Uh, that's somebody who I didn't talk about with DFS, but I was on him last week. Played great until Sunday. Shot the bed. Uh, shot a 74, but I still like what I see out of the guy. Um, and listen, I, I got love for Connors too, but I just feel like uh, I feel like Hadwin's in better form now. So give me the plus money with Hadwin over Connors. All right, there you go. All right, my next one is I mean, I like picking matchups where I really like the guy, and then it gets a guy I don't like. So Hovland is minus one ten over Tommy Fleetwood. I love Hovland. Tommy Fleetwood, that's a layup. I'm gonna put my money towards Hovland in that matchup. Oh. Hey, you're mute. You're muted. Hold on a second, guys. He's uh the uh, the boomer's trying to figure out why he uh, muted his mic here. So I'm just gonna do another matchup. <laughs> oh, there thing. he is. Fuck, man. Like so, I hit. I don't even know what the fuck I did. I hit mute and then I tried to move over to just double check because I can't. It doesn't matter. Just go ahead. <laughs> All right. All right. So my next one, I'm probably gonna as punishment to you, I'm probably gonna take a matchup that you were gonna be on. So I'm taking Louis plus one and a half strokes over Scotty Scheffler. As okay. I mentioned earlier, I don't like the form the Scotty Scheffler's been been showing. Louis's gonna choke and a half on him. I'm gonna at least just take say take it stay safe and take that. And it's only, I think minus 120 there. You're not paying a whole lot of juice for it. So if I, if I ever, I can get a matchup where I'm getting strokes and it's not crazy juice, I usually just opt for that. So I'll yeah. take Louis plus one and a half there. Well, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm taking cam Smith over speed because <laughs> speed is broken. Like why? why? I'm, Why are you gonna bully Speeth like that again? I'm not bullying Speeth. That dude's fucking a bazillionaire and fucking great at golf. Like he's fine, okay? He's fine. Like all these people who cry about people being mean to Speeth. Listen, the dude is a however many time major winner, bazillions of dollars in the bank. He's perfectly fine. He can take some people saying, "You suck. Get your mind right. Get back to being good. We used to like to root for you. Like we're, we're still rooting for you. It's just a tough love. Just tough love. Like that's all. You know. All right. It's the Northeast tough love, man. Like I want that dude to go good, but right now he sucks balls. I mean, that's it. I mean, that that's an understatement. Yeah. Nice analysis. He, uh, he sucks balls. Yeah, yeah very, very good. That's uh, something the, the <laughs> listeners didn't know. Um, all right. So my next matchup, I'm going to take, you know, I just, I, I don't think this is going to be a week that Brooks Kepka really pops. Uh, I mean, I think he's just going to show a little bit of rust. You can get Terrell Hatton at minus one thirty-five over him. I, I'm going to take that. I, I don't love Hatton this week, but I like him enough. Uh, I like him enough to take him in a matchup over Brooks. So I'll take. Uh, I'll go with that. All right, sounds good. All right, so now we're, you got any other matches you want to talk about? Or I'm just going to move on out. Like. Uh, I mean, I got a couple more. I mean, Matthew Wolf is plus one forty over Xander. I'm just like I like both players. I'm just not sure. 
why Wolf is that big of an underdog. So a, yeah, man, plus one forty. That's yeah, that's a little steep. That's definitely steep. Like, like, man, that's really steep. Really, <laughs> like if you think about it, like that's really steep. Right. Yeah. I mean, you compare. I mean, Matthew Wolf has been awesome. There's no yeah. reason to think yeah. that he should be that big of an underdog. To Xander, who hasn't played in a month, yeah. and was what is Vegas good? Know? He was good. <laughs> I mean, he won, you know, the gross championship at the tour at the tour championship. But other than that, he's been okay. So I, I just, yeah, I, I, I saw. has been pretty mediocre, man, this year. It's, it's been, it's been weird. He's, he's been a little overrated. I mean, yeah. he gets a lot of popularity every week and he finishes like T15. I know. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Matthew Wolf is plus 140. I just, I like the value there. Yeah. I just, I, all day. I, yeah. All day. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, and then that's, uh, and then there's Brian Harmon minus one Oh five or a coacher. Like I said, I just don't like Kucher this week. I yeah. I like that. Play well. Yeah. yeah. Fade Kucher at all costs. It's fine. But his caddies agree. Um, all right. So for outrights, uh, I like Wolf. Uh, so the last side check was 18 to one. I know it was around hovering at 20, 22, um, earlier in the week, uh, M at 40 to one answer at 51 and Siwoo at a hundred. I mean, it's a 72, 72 guy field or 78 guy field, like whatever. You can't have a big bank account. It's got to be three, three, four guys. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think one of the big guns are going to win. I think one of the top five golfers are probably going to win this tournament just because at most of the time of these big money purse events, like they tend to bring their a game. Yeah. So the two guys I like the top, like, I, I mean, I love Justin Thomas this week just because I think this is a golf course is going to fit him. It's 11 to one. You know, I mean, if you don't, I'm not going to be on a whole lot of guys this week, so I can afford to go 11 to one. So that'll be right. I got a funny feeling about Rory this week. I think he's going to come out with a Bert in his ass. And I, I mean, I, you're going you're gonna to make me change fucking my goddamn DFS strategy up this week. I don't you think you're saying I got a feeling. I, no, I don't think you should change your DFS strategy. I just, Dude, have, you need I, to, you need to win him, bro. So, <laughs> I mean, I think you're going to have exposure on everybody just as far as right. like, like, I feel good. Like, I think. I just, I just have a feeling he's going to come out and win this week. So 11 to one. I mean, I think he's going to be one of, the, of those top guys. I think those are the two that probably can do it. I agree with you on Wolf. I mean, if you still get him over 20 to one, I mean, fucking take good job take, by you. This is probably the last week he's going to be under 20 to one, except for maybe the majors, but like at any other like regular tournament, you're not going to find him at this price probably ever again. Uh, I agree with you on Sung Jay. I like him at 40 to one as well. And then Kyle Morikawa, I just, I like the, how I think the golf course is going to fit him. He's 25 to one. I like the, I'll be in two rounds. I like what I saw last week. I think at a golf course, that's probably going to suit him a little better. Maybe he breaks out of a slump. All right. All right. All right. So listen, uh, I mean, we we're on a bunch of the same place this week. Uh, I told a, you we would be, I know not a whole lot of disagreement. Kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. I feel good about it. Though. I'm excited. Like, look, oh, last Sunday I watched more golf than I watched football. Like uh, those four o'clock games were straight garbage. So uh, listen, once again, uh, you know, listen, tell your friends, anybody who likes to gamble, listen, follow us, rate, review, spread the word, man. Uh, football is not the only game in town. And look, if COVID keeps going the way it is, this is going to be the only shit you can bet on anyway. So you better get a fucking head of the curve. So, <laughs> so let's jump on board. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Boston underscore capper, uh, jump in the SGPN Slack channel, um, get all of Steve's knowledge for the showdowns 
funds for everything else that um, he wants to uh, impart on us, man. Like he is definitely uh, a wealth of knowledge that uh, should be tapped. All right. Should be tapped because he's got a new baby. So he's probably not getting tapped at home. So let's tap him over at uh, the Slack channel. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, that's it. Just uh, rate review, follow. Uh, I'm going to do another listen to lead this week. It wasn't DJs enough uh, last week, apparently with uh, too many payout structures. Uh, well, listen, uh, you cocksuckers got to join it if you want me to fucking do it. So uh, I'll boost it up a little bit this week and I'll make just the top two uh, paid out. But yeah, you got to jump in and join too. So, well, listen, uh, for the Golf Gambling Podcast, this is Boston Capper. And uh, for Steve, the god of golf himself, Shermer, green screens, motherfuckers, let's go. and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.